was the center of attention. Uh, I was the focus of our sport at that time. You know, I've often thought that I have a platform there and I have a responsibility there. How can they use their platforms for the greater good of society? How can they connect this platform to bring glory to the kingdom of God? Welcome to the fourth episode of the Leaders of the Locker Room podcast. This is an Athletes in Action podcast all about stories of influence, and I'm your host, Jenna Lique. Today, we get to hear from someone in a little bit of a different role. Chelsea Vaughn is the CEO of Humble Over Hype, where she works as a sport influencer. Pretty cool, right? But first, let's take a look at influence in the gospel. Matthew 5, 13 through 16 says, You are the salt of the earth. But the salt has lost its taste. How shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. This passage directly correlates to Chelsea's story and her position. Her company helps others also live up to this call. We work with collegiate, professional, and high school athletes. And what we do, ultimately, we have, um, we do, it's like spiritual development. I would say that really we just encourage athletes to figure out what is it about themselves that they love and enjoy without it just being so interconnected with sports, but also when they're in the midst of their, in their career, how can they use their platforms for the greater good of society? How can they connect this platform to bring glory to the kingdom of God? So what we ultimately do is we encourage them through like workshops. We have events. um, We do like personal one-on-ones with them, or we have our gear, which is what, shows the message like in a tangible way right people wear a lot of athletes love our gear they love rocking our shirts and our wristbands and our hoodies because it represents a message so ultimately what we do is we just pour out a message about humility and identity outside of sports literally that's constantly all day every day connecting connecting with athletes asking them who are you outside of this what is what will you do after all this is over with stuff like that that's a pretty important question surrounding purpose Chelsea knew exactly how she wanted to impact the world as a teenager, and she used her platform even then. I was in high school, actually, when the um, name, the logo, the concept, all of the vision started. um, But I was 16 when it started making, like, YouTube videos about God. And one day I was making a YouTube video, and I just, it, it literally came to me. And I always have known that I wanted to influence people on a major scale. And I realized that athletes had a lot of influence because I was a cheerleader in high school. So I realized that athletes had like a lot of influence and sometimes they um, weren't provided the tools and the things that they needed to to be um, influential in a healthy way, in a sense, maybe. like Or their identity was so wrapped up in their sports that they were like kind of cocky sometimes and all these things or whatever. So I've always just loved people And I think humility was instilled in me since I was a young person because I did go through Hurricane Katrina and we did lose everything in the storm and then we had to start our lives over. And so anytime you lose something, um, you tend to appreciate things more. You tend to learn a lot of lessons. So I think that like humility has always been instilled in me. And then when I when I was in high school, I the concept of humble over hype, the name of it came and I thought it would just just be perfect for athletes because I think they have a lot of hype. But when you teach them humility and you teach them the tools that they need um, to just be humans, you get more success in like the character aspect of athletes. And so 
that's hard. It's hard to really explain how it came because I feel like God literally just planted it inside of me. Um, and I've just been committed to the calling. But ultimately, I did it because I've always wanted to make an impact on people. And I think if I can touch one athlete, I can touch the whole world. So part of expanding her reach came from her use of social media. Chelsea mainly focuses on uniting athletes in an interconnected community. The sports world is small. Like there are only a, a certain amount of like, you know, the percentages for like athletes, college athletes, uh, professional athletes. It's a very small number. And so typically when you connect with one, they all know each other. Like, some of them, like, especially if it's in the respect this field. So, like, for example, all the quarterbacks, they pretty much know each other. All the wide receivers know each other. So what we do is that we connect with – we've connected with athletes over the years that then connected with other athletes that then want – they see the gear. They want to know what more – what it is more about. Like, it's just a constant, like, network of, like, because we started – and, like, I was in college, so I went to Mizzou, and that's in the SEC. And so I connected – when I was in college, we were connecting with, like – Georgia, Alabama, Oklahoma State, like all these college athletes. And then eventually those athletes graduated. They entered the NFL or they whatever careers. And we just constantly like just kept the younger athletes, saw humble over hype on the older athletes. And then they wanted it. And so it's just been like a a constant like going a constant cycle, I guess, because so many athletes are now recognizing the brand, recognizing the message and really want, and really aligning their core values with it. And so we just reach out. Sometimes they reach out to us. Sometimes we reach out to them. Sometimes they see it on somebody and they slide in our DMs. It's just like a whole bunch of like networking, I guess you can call it. But that's how. It's the message. They love the message. That's all. Another way Chelsea uses her platform is to have a voice in the conversation surrounding social justice. She wants to make sure that the issues that are important to her audience are addressed. A lot of our audience, which is not limited to, but a lot of our audience are Black athletes. I think um, me being a Black woman um, and this being a Black-owned organization, I think it really is appealing to Black athletes because they see the there's a there is a commonality there um, with us just being Black, right? Um, but I think for me it's important because I think at the end of the day, when you look at sports, sports is predominantly black right and I think what platforms and a lot of times over the years athletes have really not been able to be as outspoken for a very long time about how they feel about things because of the business and the politics of the business so for me it was very important it's still very important for the organization to advocate for peace justice love all the things that I believe make us who we are as people like I think for me it's not about um being like punching down people or calling people out and like saying like they're racist and all these things. It's more about how is it that it's okay for this, like it's okay for a person's skin to determine how they're treated when at the end of the day, we should all be treated with equality and in love. And so for us, it's important as an organization because we stand for justice and justice is treating people no matter what their skin color is, no matter what their price bracket is, treating them with love with humility that's our whole mission of what we do and so it was very important and being a black person in general I know what it's like so I think for us it was important because at the end of the day we're an organization that's based on Christ 
and God, um, he's not for injustice. He's not for people being treated differently just because of the color of their skin or their price bracket or any discrimination that could be happening. So that that is something that will always be important. Um, we will always stand behind Black Lives Matter uh, just because we understand because we've experienced it ourselves as a black owned organization. Chelsea encourages all Christians to follow after the example Jesus left. You look at Jesus and what he's done in, in throughout his life right on earth. It was it was like he was always a part of people's lives that nobody else would even probably take the time to, to be a part of. He was compassionate. He was willing to listen. And he was very, um, I don't want to say gentle with his approach when it came to people, but like he had conversations. Like if you think about the woman at the well and he knew her by name and he didn't call out what she did, what she did at first. He just knew her by name and he, he established a relationship with her when he knew her by her name. And I think when it comes to Christians and when it comes to injustice, I think the problem that we've seen over time and why we're probably dealing with a lot of these issues is because we don't have these hard conversations. We are not having these conversations because we think, or if I talk about this in the church, or if I talk about this and that, then I'm 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 taking a stance on something and I'm disregarding something else. But really and truly, the way that we can change it is if we start having healthy conversations. So to me, our role is to be led by Christ, to be led in love, but to be honest and to to have these conversations. And what does Jesus say about injustice in the Bible? Like injustice is just as bad as somebody smoking or drinking. Like, it's like, it should be the, to me, it should be the same. It should hold the same weight into how we fight against those things or how we talk about those things. We need to talk about those things more too. Like, I think our role is to really advocate for what's right and what's Christ-led at the end of the day, no matter if it's going to lose funding, no matter if it's going to lose following. I think standing on what's right and what the principles of Christ, and if, you, if you're if you associated with Christ and you say you're a follower of Christ or an organization of Christ, I think that that should align. Like those core values should align. And to be silent, in my opinion, is agreement. And I think a lot of people get, they're afraid to say something because they don't want to say the wrong thing or they don't want to be labeled as something. But I think when you spend the time, being, get, get yourself educated, say something responsibly, but it is a responsibility to say something, I believe, um, because you should not be okay with people being treated unfairly because of the color of their skin. Like that, that should really get you going because it's not right. You know what I mean? Like that's just not Jesus too. Like it's not, it's nowhere in it that Jesus is about being treating people differently. He didn't create us for that. So I think it is our job to, um, to say something. I think we just have to be mindful of what we say and make sure it's Christ-led. Chelsea was referencing John 4. This section of scripture highlights the compassion of Jesus and his love for all people, even the Samaritan woman living in sin. Despite knowing all about this woman, Jesus still offered her salvation. In verses 13 and 14, Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give you will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Following after Christ is something Chelsea is very familiar with. Her job is intertwined with that larger call. What the Lord has like just commissioned me to do is to just stay committed to like the authenticity and the genuineness and what I'm doing. Like I think it's really easy to get caught up in who's wearing it, like the names, the all that, who's wearing it. But I think for me as the person that's leading this mission, I think where I where I play a role is just making sure that we stay genuine and committed to the mission and that's helping people find out who they are in Christ. And that is the number one goal and why I do what I do. It's not because I want 
all these big names to wear my brand. It's not because I want all this money. It's really to point people to God because that's ultimately why I believe we're all here. And so my biggest role and in, in, even in the role of, of, of in being in front of athletes, I think for me, a lot of times I have such a success in, in connecting and, and reaching them is because they know it comes from a genuine place. Like I'm truly really, I'm really like committed and dedicated to learning who they are as people and helping push that aspect of them. Because I know ultimately like these sports are going to end and when it ends, who will you be and how will you contribute to the greater good of humanity? So I play a lot of, I, I wear a lot of different hats. But I think my biggest hat that I wear is just staying committed to what the mission is and what we do. So, yeah. That's what makes Humble Over Hype unique. There's a certain level of authenticity. Like, we're not flying out every other day to go. We weren't doing that before the pandemic started. So we were still connecting. I was working a full-time job and I was doing Humble Over Hype. So I wasn't flying and traveling as much. But I think that, I'm not going to lie, COVID has actually, like, helped us because I think athletes have stopped playing sports for a a period of time and so people really haven't their normal day-to-day routines have been interrupted and so it's helped us because our whole message is about how who are you outside of this like when it all stops who are you where's your identity planted in and so it's helped us tremendously I think our influence I mean our followers have went up on Instagram we have more interaction more engagement we are not we're not able to like travel as much as we probably would and go to these different schools and go to these different teams and stuff or go to these different players. But I think for the most part, it's helped us just really be able to have these real conversations with them and ask them like, how has this been affecting them? How does it feel not to play sports? You know, um, we recently did an interview with Kelly Bryant and Kelly is um, undrafted. And so a lot of times, so the coronavirus has literally in the sports world, the coronavirus has changed the whole, like how they do the undrafted free agents and how they do the, like all the preseason games are canceled now. So like athletes are not going to have opportunity like they would have last season. And so we did an interview, sit down interview with Kelly a couple of weeks ago. And we just had a real conversation about like, how do you feel? And how was the draft process? And like all these different things. And I think it, I think what COVID has done is just, allow all of us to really just take time and just see and look in the mirror and ask ourselves like who are we like out of all the busyness out of all these things who are we and so it has it has helped us in a lot of ways um just continue to spread the message of humility because one day things can be the same and then the next day they can change like that thanks chelsea for speaking about humble over hype having you share from your perspective was really cool and i don't know about you guys but i sure learned a lot And with that comes some takeaways. The standout point Chelsea made was about finding our purpose outside of athletics. The pandemic has given everyone time to be introspective, and I think that is especially true of athletes. The sports world froze in March, forcing you to have to think about where your identity is placed. As competition starts to reopen, remember the self-work you've done over this unique offseason. Another thing that stood out to me was how Chelsea used her humble overhype platform in order to speak on topics concerning her audience. I would encourage you to do the same. Find something that you're passionate about and, and speak about it, whether that be on a larger scale through social media or with your personal circle of influence. And finally, take advantages of the resources available to you. Well, if you're listening to this podcast, you're doing a couple things right. AIA is a great tool for those interested in developing as a Christian athlete on and off the field. If you'd like to sign up to get more resources, you can do so at athletesinaction.org slash subscribe or to receive free daily devotionals, text the word playbook 
to 775-204-0404. Another way you're headed in the correct direction is, you've heard all about this great nonprofit, all about helping athletes use their influence for God's glory. Do your research and get connected with this community. Keep an eye out for other organizations or activities you can utilize during this time. Well, that's all from me in this edition of the Leaders of the Locker Room podcast. To close it out, I want to give another thank you to associate producer Harrison Sillings and everyone at AIA who contributed to making this podcast happen. Talk to you guys next time as we continue to explore how to use our influence for Christ.